You're very welcome to This Out of Life, the podcast. And today's topic, we're talking about anxiety. And I think when it comes down to it, anxiety is something that affects all of us. For some, it's worse than others. But we're going to be talking about anxiety and the difference between anxiety and stress and how to know when anxiety is a problem and you need to do something about it. So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast. Today's podcast, though, is a little bit different uh, because, as you know, I get to speak at quite a few events and I get to yeah, do interviews on radio and TV. And this is a recent interview uh, talking about anxiety with the lovely Carol Dooley. So it is an interview. It was myself and Carol having the chats and we're talking about all things to do with anxiety. So stay tuned, enjoy. And of course, if you are listening in and you do want to get in touch, please do connect. Remember, the website is markfennel.ie. But also, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I always say it, it would be awesome if you would screenshot us and tag us because we would love to see who's listening in. Just for the sake of, it's kind of like a show of support as well. Anyway, enough from me. Let's get straight into it. It's anxiety right here on This Adult Life, the podcast. I'm Carol Dooley, our next guest, somebody who will be no stranger to you, our personal development coach, business development coach, uh, Mark Fennell is back. And uh, this afternoon, we're talking about something which I think affects more and more of us. That is anxiety, anxiety or stress. What is the difference? Is there a difference? And do we really understand what anxiety actually is. Mark, delighted to have you back. And let's start there, shall we, about the whole subject of anxiety and what it is. Exactly. And thanks very much, Carol, for having me on, as always. Um, basically, anxiety happens to everybody. It's a part of being human. So sometimes people go, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Does this mean I have a disorder? It doesn't straight away mean you have a disorder or a problem because we all as human beings experience anxiety, whether we're nervous about something happening, an exam, an interview, or even just being busy all the time time can kind of create anxiety. I suppose what I wanted to talk about today as well was just that people understand exactly what it is in layman's terms and then how you can possibly get around it because it, it is, should we say, treatable if you've got the right tools yourself and you understand. And I always think the first part of getting over anything or getting through anything is understand well, what exactly is this thing called anxiety because we see it all the time today is everyone feels anxious, uh, basically. Yeah, and what is the difference, say, between being anxious and just being st- Stressed. It's a very good question. And a lot of people today don't even know the difference. They mm. think it's all the same thing. Basically, anxiety when it's a problem is when it affects your quality of life. And that's kind of like if you want to ever discern something about yourself. If, if something's affecting your quality of life, as in it's consuming your thoughts completely, it's all you can think about. It's affecting your eating habits, your relationships, your focus. And if it's on an ongoing basis, because we all have kind of tasks and challenges that come in life. It's those curveballs that come our way and we've got to deal with it. And it may preoccupy us for a few days or a few weeks. But if it's going on for a long period of time and you just feel your quality of life is being affected, and that's when you know, okay, I, I better do something about this because this thing is going on too long. I need to try to rectify it. So the difference between stress and anxiety is anxiety is is more of a state of being and it's more like a reaction. So to basically explain anxiety, um, what happens is we get a thought in our heads. Now, this is like in milliseconds, we think of something. Say, for example, it could be an interview coming up. It could be something from the past, something right now, something in the future. And we get this, you know, thought that kind of generates a series of thoughts. So all of a sudden now we're kind of preoccupied. It's like anything. If it gets a reaction from you emotionally or it's like it, it's important to you or a concern or a threat to you or you feel it might be something that will cause you anxiety. Your whole body kicks in and, and reacts to that because our thoughts then go, oh, hang on a minute. 
there's something that we thought about that's causing us, should we say, discomfort. More thoughts happen, a snowball effect happens, and some might use the term ruminating begins. It's where you're just kind of thinking about this thing over again. You know when someone says, oh, I have a lot on my mind, that can be a real clear case of, you know, maybe there's anx- something causing anxiety there, because sometimes even being overwhelmed can cause anxiety. So it's not any one specific thing. I mean, today it's most common being constantly connected to phones, family life, work life, getting all that kind of balance. There can be so much on our plate today that we're in the go mode for so long that we can start to generate or, should we say, have feelings of anxiety. Sometimes an undercurrent, it can be on and off, kind of peaks and troughs, and then sometimes it could become more consistent. Is it kind of a feeling too that you're not in control, that, that things maybe external to you are in control of you? That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Because what happens is we get a thought in our head, say it's about something that hasn't even happened. It could be something that we think of a catastrophe, worst case scenario. Oh, what if this happens? What if I, for example, everyday stuff, what if I can't pay the mortgage? What if the job closed down and I lost my job? What if my business, what if, you know, recession happened again? There's all sorts of things that can cause anxiety for people. You know, sometimes people can get very anxious about their kids' safety and well-being. And sometimes it can be something more personal or something in your surroundings. So it's basically where you get I'm going to put it like this, a fear, you feel fear about something that you don't have control of. But a lot of the time we do have control over more often, more than we think, but it can be like, oh, what if? And that is the, the catalyst to many people's anxiety. It's that question, what if? What if this? What if that? Yeah, and, that's yeah. How it and, and, and maybe perhaps then getting to a point where you're crossing bridges before you've even seen where the bridge is. Oh, exactly. People know? sometimes like almost like a fortune teller. You know, they've seen the whole yeah. future and how yeah. it all plays out and ends terribly. And going to the worst case scenario. Uh, we yeah. call it catastrophe thinking because they're thinking of a catastrophe, the worst possible outcome that could possibly happen. And sometimes for us, kind of human nature, we can default to that very easily. It's harder to have hope than it is. It's easier to feel fear. Yes. Um, because we're so used to that. How do you know, though, Mark, or how can you identify when it becomes... Because as you said at the start, everybody gets anxious from time to time and everybody suffers from a level of anxiety from time to time. But how do you know when to say, okay, this is a real problem. Yeah. I'm in trouble here with this. Okay, so basically what happens is it starts with that thought, whether it's something happened in the past, something perceived in the future, something that may never happen, but it starts with a thought which goes into a series of thoughts. And what this does is, and this is kind of interesting how the body all reacts, and that's how you know it becomes a problem. Our body then doesn't just sit there dormant. We're like a computer almost. Think of your mind like a computer. So it sees alarm bells in our thoughts. We get preoccupied with this thing that's causing us stress or duress. And because of that then, our body kind of goes, okay, releases cortisol, and adrenaline to get ready because our, our, shall we say, our thoughts is telling us there's a problem or potential threat. Our body starts to suit up and get ready for this potential threat, even though it may not even exist. And that's called a state of anxiety. Now, a state of high anxiety is where this kind of state continues for a long period of time. So like if someone gets a fright or you hear, you know, a bump in the night, you get that kind of adrenaline and that kind of, you know, I suppose, a knot in your stomach because you're like a fright or alerted. But when you have anxiety for a long period of time, even like being active, the adrenaline and cortisol is running through your system the whole time. If it's left long enough, it can even, in some people, develop to a panic attack or even an anxiety attack. When it gets to that level, that's when you definitely want to deal with it. Or if you're finding that your eating habits are affected, you have a knot in the stomach all the time, you feel a little bit nauseous, sometimes your your appetite just disappears, as well as then things like sweaty palms, heart palpitations, tightness in the shoulders, neck and chest and whatnot. And I always say, I'm not a doctor, always go check those things out to alleviate yourself and give yourself a bit of, okay, grand, there's nothing wrong with me, it's something else. I would always 
always say, if you feel anything like that, get straight to your doctor and get it checked out. And then what you'll find is when they say, you know, please God, you're all okay and it's not to do with your heart. Well, then you can kind of go, okay, it's anxiety that I need right. to deal with here. And, okay. And then look at, okay, what's going on? Which kind of brings us to our next question or the next part of this conversation. If we are suffering from anxiety, what can we do about it? This is Saturday Live, uh, talking now with uh, Mark Fennell, personal development coach, business development coach. Uh, Mark, who is, uh, well, our spotlight is on the whole subject of anxiety this afternoon, a sobering thought that one in six people in Ireland will suffer from anxiety at some point. That number has been steadily rising over the last 20 years. And we were chatting there, Mark, about uh, anxiety and uh, the signs which would suggest that you are actually suffering from it. Talk us through, though, how do we manage it and how do we manage it to the point where we don't get to that point where we are starting to get a panic attack? Yeah, exactly. And panic attacks don't happen to everybody. And some people can be really high anxiety for long periods of time, but never have an actual panic attack. It is kind of different people react differently. But anxiety at the end of the day is a reaction. Okay, and if you start to understand how it works, that it starts in your thinking, if you can start to kind of change your reactions and your thoughts to certain things, that's the beginning of, should we say, dealing with it. Now, there's a few little steps you can do, a few little things. First of all, confront it. You know, one person I helped for a long period of time and it went on for quite a while and there was no root cause. I mean, the way I work, I'm a personal development coach. I don't go looking into your childhood. It's not how we work. We're a bit more today and future focused, right? We don't go back there unless you want to talk about it. We generally don't. But what, what I found was... They were just in this constant state of being busy. Now, with their job and the nature of, you know, having kids, always switched on, always busy. And the root cause was just not getting a simple thing called rest because it's, should we say, easy not to rest when you've got responsibility. But you have to see rest as a responsibility of you towards yourself. So rest is a big part of it, getting that time out. And we're talking on a daily basis. Now, it's not that, you know, you have to go and sit in the middle of a park and look at the, the birds fly by. It's just a matter of switching off and not being, having your brain, your your, your mind see, active. Is that not the crux of it, though, for a lot of people is that they can't turn yeah. the brain off? It is. You know? And because when you're in a habit for so long of being constantly switched on, it's really hard to switch off. In fact, I've had clients go, I said, well, just take, you know, take some time out or take a day off or whatever else. I said, and what would you do on that day? I don't know. It's been so long since I had a day to myself. This is the common thing. People don't even know what to do sometimes on a day off because they're so busy all the time because they're always outputting, you see. So they're always active. You do need that time out and you have to start by factoring that time in. What you do during that time is, well, I always say like this, what did you used to do when you were younger? When you did have days off, when you had loads of days off, what was it that you enjoyed doing? Now, it's very practical, very simple. And most people, you'll be surprised. Their body language will even change if they're in a session with me. They'll kind of go, you know what I used to love doing? My point is, you you look forward and you kind of go, well, find out what is it you like to do? Maybe when you're a teenager, was there a sport you liked doing? Was there a hobby you liked doing? And basically all we're doing is we're getting them tapped into something that brings them a lot of, should we say, feel-good endorphins, Mm. dopamine, essentially. And we're tapping into that. It's looking at, you know, what did you do when you were a teenager or a young adult or whatever, when you had yeah. days off and what was it that you enjoyed to do that was good for you? Now, sometimes today, I suppose a lot of people will think to themselves, oh, well, I'll just go for a few drinks, whatever else. It's counterproductive. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It, you know, and it, it's it's short term, you know, oh, I'm relaxed with a glass of wine and that's fine. But if you have a few glasses of wine, the unfortunate thing is the next day, you um, feel it, worse. it does affect your uh, yes. feel good hormones. Shall yeah, we say. it's an interesting thing, though, because I, I, I think, too, for a lot of people, they might feel guilty 
perhaps because they've so much going on and say for instance you know mums and dads who've got the family to take care of and the job and the mortgage or the rent or yeah. trying to find a place to live or all that sort of stuff yeah. to say well I just don't have time to take time Oh off. absolutely and this is the thing the guilt thing because I only recently shared a video on Instagram why do we feel guilty when we have a day off and it's exactly what you're talking about because we get this guilt thing where we feel oh I shouldn't and it's almost like you, you feel like you don't deserve it You, the kids deserve your time and whatnot. But the thing is, if you want to be the best, whether it be a parent or the best even CEO or best employee, if you want to be the best version of you, getting that time off will help you. It is like investing in yourself. Ultimately, if you want to be, should we say, if you're in it for the long term, you've got to factor in rest as much as you would factor in sleep. And it does take a discipline. It's not easy. It's not overnight necessarily change. But the first start is factoring in rest. I will also say this. It's talking to someone. Because sometimes we have all these things that, particularly, you know, us lads, the way we were operated, we have all these things that kind of are ruminating in the back of our head, things that cause us stress. So talking to someone that you can kind of have a chat about and say, you know, this is what's kind of freaking me out. And when you start to realize and how it all works and, and the fact that you're not the only one, problem shared is a problem halved. And I think there's great reward even in just talking. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a personal development coach or anyone. It's it, it just someone that you know you can talk to and trust in what they say. I would also say as well, if you're finding that you're defaulting to catastrophe thinking, try and catch yourself. Answer the what if with, well, so what? And care a little bit less. Now, I know it sounds, care a bit less. But then you're losing your attachment. Exactly. Yeah. What you're doing is you're, you're taking you the emotional reaction to that fear away. And say so what to the things you can't control. Sometimes people worry about their health or they've OCD because of it and different things. It just sounds easy. It's not easy. It is hard for someone who's going through this and I understand that. But it is a help to start going, well, you know what? I'm going to start saying that if I think of what if and I get this anxious, fearful reaction, well, then I'm going to reply and say, well, you know what? So what? I'll survive it. I'll get through it some way. And when you start to instill in yourself a sense of hope, the fear starts to kind of subside a little bit. And that's the beginning of it. It's changing our perception of what we see as a threat in the future. Yeah, it's so fascinating how our minds work, isn't it, Mark? I remember hearing once, your mind is your best friend or your worst enemy, but you actually get to choose. Basically, yeah. The and there's a lot of truth in that because yeah. the way our, our, our minds work, you know, is, is, I always say this to people, we're today familiar with the term troll from online. You know, it's like we have in our head, we've got a coach going, you can do this. And we've also got a troll saying, no, you can't. And they both exist, you know, simultaneously, almost in parallel. I suppose for us, it's a matter of getting discipline. And I will say education and knowledge on how we work as people, because people work differently and process differently. Understand yourself. Find a little bit of practical stuff. I share a lot of the stuff online, practical advice and look, understanding ourselves as humans. But at the same time, you've got those two voices and it's, it's learning to care less for when it's the negative voice and it's just not caring for it too much. Now, we do need it to spurt us on at, at times, yeah. but it's learning to not react to something that hasn't happened or may never happen. Yeah. And I will say this as well is be careful what is coming into your life from a communication perspective, what you watch, what you're listening to, what you're reading. If you're reading the newspapers every day and watching the news every night, it's very hard to be happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But at the same time, I'm not expecting you to be like, oh, Mr. Positive, because that's fluff. That's a lot of rubbish as well. You know, I'm just saying keep balance and watch the channels that are influencing you in your life. If you're around someone that's not happy unless they're unhappy, they're going to influence you one way or yes. another if you're learned it long enough so yes yes be careful all right very good very good advice and as you alluded to uh, there mark uh, there's lots on your website as well markfennel.ie that's it exactly uh, lovely to have you back with us again Thank and you as i look forward to our next chat Absolutely. in the not too distant future too
And there you have it. That was a recent interview. And I'll probably share more interviews on here. So if that's something you'd like to hear, let me know. Because I do quite a few interviews pretty much every other week. So there's always lots of things to talk about. Anyway, so thank you so much for tuning in today to the podcast. I've got a great podcast coming up in the next episode. I'll say no more on that. So make sure you tune in for that one. And if you've not yet subscribed, make sure you do. Because that way you'll find out the latest podcast delivered straight to your inbox, as they say. But also, I do run a newsletter. So if you head over to markfennel.ie and connect on the newsletter, and then you'll keep right up to date with everything I do. By the way, I don't spam you. I don't try and flog and sell you stuff or anything like that. I simply send out a newsletter when there are stuff for you to maybe watch, listen to, or even get something from. So basically, it's a newsletter with free stuff. Anyway, all that uh, is in the newsletter. Markfennel.ie is the website if you want to sign up to that. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next podcast with This Adult Life.